Louis Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. Luca Brazzi. Luca. Whatever. Welcome to Do You Want to Keep Playing, a podcast about first impressions. Each week we'll try the opening 30 minutes of a game, then ask the question, do you want to keep playing? I'm Ben. And I'm Jono. And this week's game is... The Godfather. (laughs) The Godfather. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Mr. Jono. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first of many what i assume to be really bad um really Marlon good Brando impressions yeah <laughs> we are, you might say i'm the godfather of the impressions no one's just ever awful. ever called you that and that's it that's that's all our audience they've all tuned out now it's just us yeah. now buddy <laughs> how, wah, how you wah, doing wah. <laughs> How's it going, Mr. Jono? What, uh, what's, what's been going on? What has been going on? Lots has been going on. Um, yeah. yeah. First off, apologies um, for a bit of a delay between um, episodes. Uh, yeah, we are both yeah. insanely busy, but at the same time, weirdly. Because <laughs> often it's just one of us is busy, but both of us have been yeah. absolutely slammed with work. To the point where I messaged Ben and was like, are we... Have we... Have we, Are we supposed to have, have recorded? Done, it? <laughs> yeah. Have we done a whoopsie? Yeah, <laughs> we, it was like, oh yeah. yeah, wow, that's that's fast. Anyway, so yeah, huge apologies to that, everybody. Um, we'll 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 be better. We will try better, but yes, no, yeah, apologies, um, and we will try and keep getting out on the sketch. Um, the, the, the alternative is, of course, we do every single episode, but it's just us going, oh my god, quickly, play the game, um, yeah. just do this, I've got to get back to work. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which we don't want to do, so um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll try and keep um, some, some more content com- uh, coming towards you. Yeah, um, hey, no problem. Sp- Speaking of content that we could get coming towards you, um, oh. loads of stuff has happened since the last episode. So um, I've seen the Mortal Kombat film. I don't know if you have. I have, yes. Yeah. yes. What, what, so what's your hot take on this one? It's a Mortal Kombat film. No, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot, Is actually. it though? Is it, yeah. Jono? Because spoilers for Mortal Kombat... Let's, let's talk spoilers yeah. for Mortal Kombat film for the next, say, minute, right? We'll yeah. give ourselves a minute. So tune yeah. out or just you know, skip ahead. Mm-hmm. That's a Mortal Kombat film with no Mortal Kombat in, yes. Jono. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. There's no <laughs> what. There's no uh, comp. There's, there's no, no tournament. tournament, which yeah. is bonkers if you ask me. And it's so weird because the whole film is kind of setting up a tournament. So it's like, yeah. is it? Do you ever see that um, fourth Bourne film with um, uh, Jeremy yeah, Renner? And yeah, that yeah. that film is a film where about two thirds of the way through that film, which ends. It's like just as it's starting to get to the end, it just kind of finishes, and you're like, "Oh, that's oh, that's the end of the film." Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. goodbye. Yeah. It feels like it finishes at Act Two, um, where and this one feels like the same thing, where like it's building to a tournament that just never comes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, like when they are fighting, um, yeah, obviously spoilers. When they're fighting Sub Zero at the end, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. "Okay, so this is this is like the pre, like that's why I thought the too. Sub-boss fight." Yeah, and then the Shang Tsung, who's around, they're going to go and fight him. Nope, nope. None of that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a really funny thing. I thought the first like half hour or forty five mm. minutes was absolute killer, and then yeah. as soon as they get to Raiden's temple, um, it just ground to a halt. It did, and a bit, yeah. It's almost like they were sort of doing one film, and then perhaps COVID happened, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, we can only shoot in this one location, yeah, and, yeah. and on a green screen of white." Um, it did. So, so what should we do? <laughs> yeah, it did I'm, feel I'm, a bit I, like that. Yeah. 
I, I enjoyed it overall as well, mm. though. Yeah, you know, I had yeah. a couple of beers, watched it on like a Sunday sort of late night movie night type thing. That um, is exactly how you watch this film. Um, bit, bit, couple of beers. Um, it's really gory. It's got some it's good fight gory, yeah. choreography in it. Um, they've got you know the, all the finishers. Um, they pointlessly say their catchphrases, which I found hilarious. I really, really enjoyed Kano, um, who stole the film yeah. for me. Uh, he was just constantly quite funny. He he was I, he was I, I found him to be pretty hilarious. Yeah, um, and then and then he sort of started to wear on me a little bit when I was like, oh, this is the only character in the film. That's a shame. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone else is kind yeah. of there, but they're just very sort of bland. Whereas Kino mm. actually sort of brought a little something to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would watch again. Would watch, would watch a again. Looking forward to a sequel. Yeah. Looking forward to sitting. I feel like it's you need to sit in the cinema for a big film mm. like that, don't you? Really, yeah. and with yeah, the whole yeah. audience, of people going oh and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and another another big film like that um, that I saw recently was Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. One of the yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this one yet? I have indeed. Yes. Yeah. What's your hot take on that one, Jono? God. Um, I think takes. the best review I heard was um, my lovely girlfriend who it finished okay. and she looked at me and she went, I don't know whether to give that half a star or five stars. <laughs> and I think that is exactly because it is, I mean, it is bonkers and stupid, um, but in a way that that film should definitely be. It's not taking itself seriously at all. I mean, they, they visit the hollow earth for Pete's sake. Yeah. 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 The hollow earth is out there. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. No, no, no. <laughs> but like, do you know what? The, all the, all the, all the sort of like actual fights and stuff were really, really well done. I had a, I had a blast again, couple of beers, cheap cinema somewhere, you know, five yeah. pound night at a cinema, go and watch that. I would have had a great time. I think the effects are great. I think it's, it's dumb, but it knows it's dumb. You know, it's, they're, they're just, it's good fun. It's just really good fun. So yeah, two thumbs up from me. Yeah. I'm in a similar sort of bracket. I, yeah. I think, um, the night I was watching it, I didn't actually sort of finish it that night. Cause I was just like, you know what? This is so dumb and I'm yeah. not in the mood. I got, yeah. I got up to sort of about the, you know, maybe half an hour left from the end or something. Mm. And, uh, I just sort of went like, this is so stupid. So, so stupid. However, I think it's, it's definitely one of those kind of things where it just needs to keep, it needs to get you in the right mood. Yes. Yeah, you, you need to be in the right mood to watch that sort of film. Otherwise, oh, 100%, you know, yeah. not a chance. Yeah. No. Hey, what else has been going on with you, buddy? I feel like I haven't uh, seen you in about a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah <laughs> well, excitement. Uh, so gaming wise, um, you know, this is a video oh, games yeah. podcast after all. Um, sure. I've, I've, I've started, I've given up on Valhalla. Like I've done about 70 hours and I'm still like knowing to the end. And I'm just like, you know what? I just can't be bothered classic, anymore. Yeah. Classic um, Assassin's Creed syndrome. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I've got 70 hours of entertainment out of that game, so uh-huh. I think that's my money's worth. Anyway, so I've um, stopped, I've bought and started playing Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch. Oh, yeah. how are you well, doing with that? Is well, that my mate is like a huge Monster Hunter fan, and I was like, I'm going to buy it and play it with him. I've not done that yet. Um, <laughs> so I've started playing it. I've got about six hours under my belt, and... Um, it is dense and confusing and I don't know what's going on and I'm not sure if I like it or not, but every right. time I play it, I like it a bit more. Um, okay. does any, actually, at Key Playing Pod, if anyone's got any spicy hot tips on how to play Monster Hunter games, because, um, the barrier to entry is kind of nuts. Like, I've yeah. never seen so many tutorial pop-ups in my entire life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it but, a bit like Black Desert Online? Have you ever played that one? No, I haven't. I haven't. You but, sort of play that and it just goes like, tutorial, tutorial, tutorial. And they, mm. they pop up over each other, sort of thing, as oh, you're wow. trying to play that game. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, so this is very much that, like lots and lots and lots of tutorials and stuff. And yeah. um, I'm kind of getting into it now. I mean, there's just the thing is, I actually do need to play my mate because he's played uh, Monster. Was it Monster to World? Was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, and he played loads of that. So is that the one on the Wii U? Perhaps that was on. I think that was on everything. It was on Xbox, PlayStation, oh, okay. everything. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this I've, one, I've only ever played one, which was on the Wii U. Um, okay. And and I sort of played a bit of half an hour of it and just kind of went, you know what? I don't think Monster Hunter is for me. Um, yes but maybe <laughs> i should give it more of a chance Who yeah I, f- I feel like um i'm gonna play with my friend at some point and if he can just sort of sit there and explain to me like a child how to play stuff um <laughs> I, I think i'll start enjoying it more but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there it's just i i'm confused by everything <laughs> so right yeah but you know i'm getting there and and um i'm i'm as i said every sort of 20 minutes or half an hour i play i'm like oh, i'm enjoying this a bit more so yeah it's it's yeah it's something you know something new to get into yeah. What about you? Okay. I haven't really been playing that many video games. I I, I do my sort of weekly, uh, you know, Thursday night is Dad's Gaming Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we play Valorant, uh, just me and a couple of other buddies. Once all the kids have gone to bed, mm-hmm. Valorant is great, by the way. It's still really, really fantastic. And not many people know about it. I don't really think it's that mainstream yet, which mm. is odd because it's very, very cool and very polished. Mm. Um, but I have been getting into Magic the Gathering, Jono. Of course you have. The, the, uh, the deck card building yeah. game thingy. I got the, uh, the starter deck, uh, or starter kit thingy, which is about like six quid from Amazon sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you get a couple of decks with that. And then I started playing the, um, uh, the arena, uh, app as well. So that's, it's a bit like Hearthstone basically, or yeah. very similar to Hearthstone. And, um, and I just, I quite like the idea of just collecting cards and doing that whole, you know, the sticker book thing from when you were a kid, you open up a pack of cards and you're like, oh, wow, I've got these. That's cool. Mm. And so I can sort of see myself getting into that a little bit. Because, uh, you know, this just, it's right up my street, you know, fantasy sort of stats yeah. and cool things. So I've been yeah. liking that and, and has and a sort of similar dual path. I've been walking in the kingdom to nerddom. I started doing a bit of D&D stuff as well. So I'm sort of thinking when my boy's a bit older, it'd be really cool if he sort of gets into some pen and paper role playing games. It would be nice if he had a a games master sort of person. Hello, this is me to to (laughs) sort of, uh, you know, uh, to wend his path through and things. So, um, so yeah, I've got uh, a couple of those and uh, I've I've put on my birthday list some other books I'd like for D&D. And uh, yeah, I, I just kind of enjoy reading about fantasy kingdoms and, and, you know, rules and, you know, chainmail stats and things like that. I just find hmm. it quite, uh, quite sort of relaxing when I'm not, <laughs> nice. you know, when I'm not head down at work. So, sure. um, yeah. So I've been, yeah, I've been really enjoying those sort of things. But the big drama that happened over the last couple of weeks that I've not told you about. Oh. Cat flap drama, Jono. Cat flap gate <laughs> happened. <laughs> flap gate. So, <laughs> flap gate. Uh, yeah, that's why they pay you the big bucks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it all started about three weeks ago. Um, I went downstairs in the middle of the night because I heard a sort of funny sound and, um, I turned the, turned the lounge lights on and there were my two cats sat on the sofa, big puffed Mm. up tails, big puffed up all sorts. And there was a cat, a random cat on the floor facing off against them. They're all yowling at each other and like, and stuff. And I'm like, classic feline face off. Your classic feline face-off, buddy. <laughs> it's like it's like Nicholas Cage was in my lounge. <laughs> wow, and, <laughs> meow. And um, <laughs> that's you right. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the Godfather of impressions. John. <laughs> 
<laughs> and anyway, so once uh, I sort of went in there, and this other cat was like, uh oh, the, the, the jig is up and scarpered mm. and, and ran out the cat flap. So we were like, well, we need to get a new cat flap then, clearly, yeah. one of these microchip jabbers or something yeah. like that. So we sort of got one of these. Um, had to had to leave it open because my cats were scared to go through it so we sort of <laughs> right. left it open and then another neighborhood cat started to come into our house and eat all the cat food oh so no I'd, I'd sort of hear something funny in the middle of the night go downstairs again and see this massive ginger tom cat just there like chowing down on my cat's food and i'm like hey what are you doing buddy get out of here <laughs> and uh and anyway and finally literally within the last 24 hours both of my cats have started to use the cat flap properly uh, so Flatgate is Flatgate is now officially kind of over, I think. Great so news. Can, yeah, because it's, it's it's a funny sort of thing. It clicks a lot and it makes big loud sounds when they get near it and things like that. And, and my nah. cats are kind of not the most brave little souls. They're only Aww. one and a half years old sort of thing. So yes. Lots to learn, lots to learn. <laughs> yeah, so that's been keeping me up at night as well as my child um, over the last couple of weeks, which yeah. has been real, real fun. Right yeah, he, he um, as we've mentioned before, um, he hates sleeping. He, is he hates the sleep. Really, hates really, it, really not into it at all, which is a shame because, um, uh, you know, you you famously love a sleep. Do love a sleep, buddy. Yeah. I, love a, I love a little afternoon nap. Yeah. They, call me the, they call me the godfather of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, all of that aside, hmm. buddy, nice to catch up with you. Yeah. What are we talking about this week good question so have this we mentioned week, it at all <laughs> <laughs> this week um benjurinio we are playing oh, nice. 2006 ea classic classic uh, the father oh, say hey. <laughs> say ben what do you know about <laughs> fathers but not your biological fathers one that have been put in charge of you um, when you get baptized by God. or christened by God, by God. the yeah. God, they, your Godfather. That what do you know about them? Do you know? Funny story. Um, yeah. I have two Godfathers, I believe, because I was christened when I was younger against mm-hmm. my will. I was uh, unable <laughs> to speak out about it. Sure, <laughs> we we have not christened my son because we're not, you know, we're not Christians in my house. I hate to well, bring I, a religious slant to this. I this assume that's why I'm not the godfather. I, that's why I assumed it happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You've been number one choice, buddy. Shit. Thanks. <laughs> do you um do you have uh, do you have godfather and stuff like that? Were you were you ordained? I, yeah, yeah. Is, I, that, I, is that ordained? I don't no, know. If that is, no, that's no, when you become not, a priest. Uh, oh yeah. No, okay. I, I don't have a no. Sorry, I do have a godfather. Um, uh, yeah, uh, okay. My my uncle Ken. Um, um, he's not my real uncle, but he's my godfather. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, okay. He is not, as far as I'm aware, in the mafia though. Well, that's lucky. That's lucky. Because as we're about to find out, being in the Mafia ain't all it's cracked up to be, no. son. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what do you know about this game? Uh, not a lot. I mean, I was I was working at EA when this came out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so spoiler for a little bit ahead, I actually had this on PC already, Ooh. which is kind of awesome. Nice. So... Um, so yeah, I didn't play it when it first came out. I remember it sort of being pretty good, uh, or getting some good reviews, perhaps because of something odd about it. It wasn't um, it wasn't your expected sort of game. But other than mm-hmm. that, I don't really know a lot. And to be fair, I'm not very familiar with the films either. I saw them Ooh. once when I was about fifteen, uh, and that's that's kind of it. How how about you, man? What's your story? I remember this coming out, um, but yeah. I've never played it before. Uh, I have seen the films a few times. Okay. Probably not. Probably not in a while. Actually, probably good ones to revisit. Are you familiar with them and their cast of characters? Yeah, enough? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so which we'll, we'll go into it later. But um, 
the way they kind of interweave the story with the actual film is quite clever. So um, yeah, yeah, I, it is. I, I yeah. was familiar enough where I was like, ah, that's that person from there. So I mean, so yeah. So it's quite, quite a. He's from the movie. Yeah, he's a movie man. <laughs> he's a movie man. Um, well, hey, buddy, mm. let, let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. Let's go into a nice little segment I like to call Educating Jono. <laughs> Sounds like you've got Cat Gate going on at your place as well, buddy. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jono, did you know? Francis Ford Capella, the film director of the original Godfather trilogy, if you didn't uh-huh. know, uh, he was not consulted or even informed about the development of the game. <laughs> he later went on to say he felt the game mishandled, stating they use the characters everyone knows and they hire these actors to be there and they uh, and only introduce minor characters. And then for the next hour, they shoot and kill each other. I had absolutely nothing to do with the game. I disapprove. I think it's a misuse of film. That's quite a strong statement there from wow. Francis. Yeah. So, he's so not I don't think he's a fan. In at all. No. He's not. He's in. out. They didn't, they didn't pull him back in. <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> and considering he would do literally anything for a bit of money, like uh, <laughs> they could have got him on board. <laughs> really? I'm, do you know what? I'm not hugely familiar with him. I don't think. Because. So The Godfather's his most famous work of art. Work of art. Film, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, what? I mean, Apocalypse Now, I would say, is up there. Oh, yeah, of course. I was going um, to ask the IMDb base, uh, yeah. a.k.a. you, Mr. Jono, what else has he done that I might have heard about? Apocalypse Now, um, The Conversation, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, he famously oh, yeah. like had a couple of flops, like massive flops. Um, so he did The Cotton Club, which took him years to make and was like this huge flop. And that's why he did Godfather 3, because... They, the, oh. the studio were basically like, if you want to make another film, you have to. You, they were forced him to make a sequel to his own, okay. to The Godfather, okay. to make a bit of money. And that's why he did Bram Stoker's Dracula as well. And then he did, um, I think in like 1995 or six around there, he did a Robin Williams vehicle, Jack, um, which was oh, a horrendous. Really? Yeah, exactly. It was a horrendous film that flopped oh, so God. badly that he just kind of stopped making films for ages. So he, he was, so he was, uh, famously, he was George Lucas's, uh, mentor. Um, and teacher yeah. at film school. And so, um, he got, um, the first THX film made and all the wow. rest. And so he had this, his, his vision for filmmaking was, it was called American Zyotrope, I believe. And his vision was he was going to be this completely independent guy with his own studio that could make films and fund them himself, which was, uh, which famously is the model that George Lucas then went on. That's the Lucas film model. Yeah, so I think... he got the idea from someone. Well, yeah, exactly. So George Lucas essentially fulfilled the promise of of that sort of idea, which I believe he kind of does now. I think he just kind of makes his own films with his own sort of money. He's got like a vineyard. So he makes like one and just kind of hangs out in this vineyard and kind of funds film from the profits of that but nothing like, like massive yeah yeah so that's that's some he's stuff got, I know he's got about a protection him. racket yeah <laughs> so, side cash from gambling yeah. <laughs> so so that's some stuff I know about him well hey it's meant to be educating Jono but it looks like you flipped the tables on me oh, buddy oh yeah, gosh yeah. there's a great if anyone is interested in that sort of stuff um, there's a great book called Easy Riders and Raging Bulls which is about the rise of the auteur in the 70s um, and it's all there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff about him and the making of The Godfather and Apocalypse Now and stuff Apocalypse Now um, is all 
wild ride. There's a lot of yeah. drugs and a lot of people yeah. <laughs> involved in that making that film. So, are you you a fan of Apocalypse now? I know we're going off. Yeah, a bit it's, on it's a great. Tangent, it's, yeah. it's it's genuinely amazing. Um, I kind of I'm very much of the opinion that once they get to Marlon Brando, it kind of slows yeah. down so much that it yeah. becomes a bit a bit like it goes off the rails a, bit a slight bit really um but the the re- you know the main bit of the film is fantastic absolutely fantastic yeah i've not seen that for a long time actually maybe no. university was the last time i saw i think i saw the redux version as well which is about 12 hours long <laughs> it's so long <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anyway buddy yeah sorry <laughs> did you know number two shortly before his death marlin brando who played vito corleone in the original film, had recorded dialogue for the character. However, it was unusable due to the condition of his health and mumbly voice. <laughs> Doug Abrams, instead, provided the voice for the character, uh, doing a very fine Marlon Brando impression. Yes, it's He great. was also in Dead Rising, Medal of Honor, uh, Far Cry, and a bunch of other video game stuff. Oh, nice. Um, and I seem to remember a story about this around about the sort of time, going doing the rounds at EA, that... Um, that the sound recorder guys were trying to get into Marlon Brando's house, who would then sort of give him the runaround and stuff, and then eventually sort of agree to record some lines and basically just mumble some stuff. And they'd be like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a YouTube documentary out there oh, somewhere about all that kind Marlon, of stuff. Marlon Brando is famously like, like you know, there's, there's so many stories of a bit later days where he was just like, are you going to the lines? Nope. <laughs> are you going to? Nope. No, <laughs> probably not. No. Probably not. No. <laughs> I made some of my own lines. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and hey, Jono, to round us off, uh, this wasn't the first Godfather video game. In 1991, mm. US Gold, <laughs> those classics, uh, they oh. developed a side-scrolling platformer for the Amiga and PC, which pretty much sounds like the worst matchup for a license and game type. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, Jono, what's next? Jerry Maguire as a bullet hell game. EastEnders <laughs> as an RTS. Forget about it. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm g- glad that sounded okay, because I wrote that at about midnight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, hey, buddy. <laughs> you ended the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going a bit evangelist there, man. <laughs> maybe, yeah, Blade maybe. Runner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. Godfather in Blade Runner, I would, I'd like to see that. Godfather 2049. <laughs> I'll it. make it. Let's sign make it. Make it, you cowards. Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> make it. Got them on speed dial. Um, hey, buddy, now we've done all our bona fides and all that kind of stuff. Shall mm-hmm. we get into the meat and gravy of this one? Let's do it. notes of the godfather right there um hey Jono, i've already mentioned i'm playing this on pc what are you playing this on i'm playing this on ps2 on the ps2 now yeah. i believe because of the interesting controls it's going to be interesting to see how the differences are and and how mm. playable this game is on the various formats um but what uh, what do you see when you first boot up that game then on your lovely black ps2 
Um, you get the the lovely PS2 um, intro, which mm-hmm. is always always hits me like a nostalgic sort of gun. Always lovely to see, yeah. Yeah, and then um, you get what I think is a really nice cinematic opening. It essentially opens like the film does. You get the Paramount logo with the stars, you know, going around the, yeah. the mountain with with these the sort of strains of the Godfather theme starting. Yeah, um, and then you get. Um, the Godfather logo pop up, and as the Godfather logo kind of dissolves, you start you get like a voiceover from from Marlon Brando. Hey, yeah, Sunday my daughter's wedding. Yeah, and that day may never come. I may call on you to do a service for me. Until that day, <laughs> accept this as a gift. That is spot on. I won't hear anything. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Hey, uh, it's me, Christopher Walker. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> what a, what a great impression that was. <laughs> hang on, no, that's not Christopher Walker at all. Nice. What was that? Who even was that? No idea. Yeah, I'm gonna see if. Hang on, let's let's see if we can get Christopher in here. <laughs> Ow. It's me, Christopher Walken. Is- almost. <laughs> I'll do it, Johnny. Can't almost, do it. almost, Can almost. Snip that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> um, snip. <laughs> so then you get a, it kind of fades into a, into a bin on fire with Little Italy, New York, 1936. And yeah. uh, I've, I've transcribed this a bit here. Oh, okay. Um, lovely. Lovely. Gangster meets his wife to get dinner. Right. Okay. So a very liberal like- transcription then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, "Where's my son?" And she's like, "Oh, he's playing in he's playing in an alleyway." And he's like, "All right, I." He's and he's then, been playing handball in the alleyway yep. all day, John. All day, I've got all a day note long. here saying handball was the fortnight of the nineteen forties. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yes, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and then there is an explosion in the aforementioned alleyway. Oh no! Boom. So you run, you run in there. Um, your man runs in there to like uh, fight some goons. Um, yep. And you then get like a little uh, fight tutorial where um, you learn the, the the punching controls, which yeah, essentially uh, I don't know what it's like on the PC, but for the for the PS controller, you hold down like um, L one, and then yeah. you use the left sorry the right thumbstick to like punch basically. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah, and I was and it. Works okay, I guess. Oh, it's very <laughs> one, odd. But... One drug fueled afternoon in the EA offices. Guys, I've got a really good idea for a control system. <laughs> okay, that sounds great, and I'm too scared to say anything about it. Um, yeah, on on the PC, you hold down the right mouse button and you push the mouse around. It's oh, that's worse. That's really crazy. bad. Crazy. Yeah, it's that, just like, crazy. I mean, yeah, on yeah. the on the PS controller, like it works fine. Like it feels. Like you know, it's not it's not the most in depth um, fighting system ever, but like you know, it's 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 perfectly serviceable. But that sounds like that's bonkers. It's well, I think I think so. So what they're going for here, and I I think this is you know this is just me. Hey hey, I'm just speculating. Mm. I think what they're doing is trying to bring a sort of a level of emotion to the fighting. So it's mm. not meant to be a tactical street fighter-y sort of thing, like, oh, no. I've got to have perfect reflexes and stuff. No. It's more kind of like, I want to push this guy in this direction and hit him with this hand and stuff like that. And mm. so so I'm gesturing to do that. And I I think EA did a bunch of these sort of things. The only game I can think of right now is Skate, where ah. it's got a similar kind of control system using the analog sticks to yeah. do stuff that you would traditionally put on buttons. Um, and it's this kind of like it was it was a a bit of a fad around sort of 2005 that sort of era when mm. uh, when you would sort of just issue the the 
those sort of digital buttons for the analog sticks for some reason because you've got to use them for something else other than camera controls yeah <laughs> which of course we've all gone back to we'll yeah. just use it as camera controls now thanks yeah yep cheers <laughs> that didn't work <laughs> yep cheers for that yeah um yeah and the other the other sort of observation i got on this part is that this feels tacked on because when you go into the game proper because mm. uh, something happens in a little bit spoiler you do another fight tutorial which is actually more of a kind of fight tutorial it's a bit more obvious it's just not particularly exciting so i yeah. get the feeling that maybe some people sort of started to play test this and they're like yeah it's a good game but the beginning is a little bit dry and so they're like right cool we'll stick in a bakery explosion boom yeah sure no, no, that I, I get that. yeah i get that you do get two fight tutorials um yeah and actually the second one um adds a lot more uh depth to the fight system um and some quite cool features i thought so yeah um, yeah yeah uh we'll talk about that when we get to we'll it guess. That. we'll get yeah. to that so what happens then you beat up these goons yeah and then um despite your valiant efforts um yeah. some guys uh with machine guns turn up or tommy guns should i say and they mow you down um <laughs> Quite horrendously, yeah. uh, you know. Tommy Gun this, this beats fist. Like the mask. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you get gunned down. Um, the sun appears. He wasn't caught in the explosion, thankfully. He was, and... he was playing. Uh, he was playing Fortnite or whatever it was. Yeah, it's Fortnite in the alleyway. Yeah. Um, and the, he's about to go and go and get some, you know, get some, get into a fight. And then Don Corleone turns up and says, "You know who I am. Save your anger for when you're older. This is terrible." <laughs> That's <laughs> well, good. Yeah, right. I'm into it. Take your vengeance. Um, You've gone Boosie. You've gone Gary Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, I thought, I thought by the way, this was perhaps the most inappropriate thing I've ever seen in a video game. A, a young boy's just seen his dad get blown up. And basically, a mobster comes up to him and starts lecturing him on mm. stuff. He should just put his arm around him and go, Hey, buddy, I'm really sorry about your dad. Come over here. It'll be all right. Don't worry. Something like that. That might be nicer. I'm thinking maybe this Corleone chap isn't isn't you know he's not so nice. It's not he's, he's not he's not a he's not a good egg. That's what he's I've not, heard. He's not got people's best no. intentions. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so so then uh, it kicks you into a character creation screen. Yeah, otherwise known as mob face. Yeah, <laughs> I basically just kept everything um, Me too. the same yeah. because he looked he looked suitably gangster. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I didn't really feel. Yeah, like you, I didn't really feel around with this too much because no. I wasn't that invested in the game right at this point, and no. it's not sort of like a Mass Effect where you're like, "Well, I'm going to spend a hundred hours with this character, so I'm going to mess around with every detail." Yeah, yeah. Just I think to if, kind of get into it. Yeah, me too. For the for the sake of the podcast, uh, the sake of the podcast, for the for this, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I jumped also, straight. I got, hey, I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bakery uh, to run. You then. <laughs> You then get you then get kicked out into a sort of menu screen, um, and we're there's into, a bunch we're of into options. Negative viewing figures at the moment. Yeah, I'm I totally know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get kicked into the character uh, into the into the menu screen and to the top one, which is join the family. So you hit that, yeah. and it kicks you into the game. Boom. Yeah. So the game opens. <laughs> yeah. I've I've got I've got another note here, buddy. It says an almost Kojima level of cutscenes because it treats <laughs> yeah. you to yet another cutscene. It um, does. But what it does here, I think, is really cool, okay. which it opens up with the beginning of the first film, which is um, Don Corleone's daughter's wedding. Yes. Um, and you get a little cut. And like, so in the film, if people who aren't familiar with it, the film opens with um, his daughter getting married and Don Corleone sat in his office and people are kind of coming in to ask him, ask him favours, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, and so 
the open and so the first thing you see is um which is not from the film which is um your mother from the from the 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 cut scene we just seen mm-hmm. basically saying look my son's fallen in with some rough people can you can you do something can you help him out you owe us sort of thing and the, the, he's like yep yeah, don't worry i've got it which is get... which is tantamount to asking like a shark to help out because you know there's a dogfish terrorizing sure, your family sure, sort of thing sure. yeah you know it's well, it's all part of the you know part of the family that's how it rolls you know join yeah. the family <laughs> you then get um luca brassi uh, I looked this name up, I didn't remember it, from the first film. Um, and you get the scene where he comes in and talks to the Godfather and asks, asks his, um, asks his you know, favor. It's yeah. a very famous, like, I hope your first child is a masculine child. So you get that. But then you get a little bit tacked on where he's like, that's fine. Also, I need you to do me a favor, which is, I need you to go and look after this, you know, this yeah. guy. I need you to tell. So essentially what it's doing is it's taking a minor character from the film. Uh, with a scene that's already in the film and it's kind of weaving this story through it's essentially yeah weaving the story through so you so it, it is involved in the film's narrative but doesn't directly affect it affect which i thought was really yeah clever. correct me if i'm wrong and spoilers for a very old movie here but luca gets killed right because they say like luca brassi sleeps with the fishes now or something like that and yeah he's, I believe he's sort of so. like the linchpin to everything kicking off I think I, I once again I, I can't, can't really remember. Yeah, I can't really remember. I just remember that yeah. he was from the film. Yeah, he's. I think he's a fairly sort of famous-ish pop culture character or something for some reason. But anyway, yeah, okay. Um, so, so then, yeah, you, you sort of leave the wedding after all of this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Oh, actually, actually, hey, before we go any further, Jono, let's yeah. talk about these character models because this is a fifteen-year-old game plus yeah. a little bit extra. What did you think to the graphics on this? I've got to say, I thought the graphics were excellent. Yeah, right? Like, the character models especially. I mean, the backgrounds, um, especially when you get into the open world, it feels all a bit yeah. um, all yeah. a bit like basic. But, I mean, again, it's a PS2 game. But the character models and the motion capture... I don't know if they did motion capture or if it was just animation. I suspect just animation, right? I, I, you know better but than I, me. I, I, it's stuff. probably motion capture. Yeah, you know, okay. up and white stuff, yeah. Yeah, but um, it's it's so good. Um, the level of detail, like, I mean, you look at uh the how they've modelled uh, Marlon Brando's face, and it looks exactly like Marlon Brando does in the film. It's really, yeah, yeah. really, really good. Um, I was really impressed. I to the point where I was like, I double checked. Um, I was yeah. like, this is what you know. This, yeah. I mean, it was obviously very late in the PS2 that cycle so this would have been it was yeah you know, it's, be- it's on that probably, turnover yeah so this would have three. been this would have been probably the best sort of graphics that um the developers would have been able to get out of a ps2 ever probably you know you get those games towards the end of the cycle where it's like that's yeah that's about as good as things are going to look sort of thing um and i think that that's why but like wow i was really really impressed me too man and i think it's because um so i think normal map technology was coming into video games at this point and for for those of you who aren't you know down with the lingo with the kids normal maps are basically um they they sort of add depth and texture to a flat surface sort of thing by using a texture map uh so you don't have to use polygons for it all and stuff and and they're, they're fairly you know stay for the course these days for putting you know wrinkles on skin and extra details and all sorts of other things everyone just uses them nowadays and it's all fine but i think when these first came in you would suddenly you'd go from fairly fairly sort of flat polygonal faces that you'd sort of see in your you know PS1 and early PS2 games and stuff and then all of a sudden you start to get way more kind of 
um, depth and detail to those faces. And I think this might have been one of those sort of early games that was starting to mess around with that kind of stuff properly and properly do it. And yeah, it just looks amazing. I wouldn't be surprised as well if there was some sort of element of um, photo scanning sort of tech. Mm, yeah. Perhaps with... with um, something along those kind of lines because yeah like you say they are these character models are spot on the rest yeah. of the, the rest of the environments and stuff are very much of you know of the era because because of course they they didn't really have that much uh, processing power to knock around all the polys that you get these days but um but yeah those character models they were great anyway mm. carrying on with this uh so what happens after after all this wedding stuff and the favor has been asked buddy so then we get kind of kicked into the game proper. So um, Luca Brassi mm-hmm. turns up um, in an alleyway where you're getting the absolute S kicked out of you um, by a bunch of <laughs> thugs. And yeah. what you, then he kind of rescues you, but then you get uh, the aforementioned second combat tutorial. This one, a bit more in depth. Uh, you mm-hmm. get, you know, it's still your sort of like mad punching thing, but also there's there's various things where you can kind of pick people up off the floor and like you know hit them sort of grab them and sort of hit them and sort of put them against walls and you know essentially kind of let them go it's, it's kind of building this sort of system of like intimidation which is yeah, something that we get yeah. into later where you can kind of pick people up and hit them and then let them go if they sort of plead for help or whatever it's very it's very fitting in the theme of the game i think very much um, so. it's, it's more yeah. emotional isn't it than yes. sort of tactical like i yeah. said before yeah and yeah. and you can you can like when you're grabbing people you can actually shift i don't know if you did this but you can bang them onto boxes yeah which explode and things like that as well which is yeah. uh i thought it was, yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see something different and you know you've got to hand it to ea ea Trying, trying things outside of the box. Mm. Tiger Woods Golf. That was another one that did um, <laughs> analog controls. Oh, there you go. <laughs> they stuck the swingometer thing on the analog stick, which made it almost impossible to play. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, so Luca, he grabs like a wrench and uh, starts battering the heck out of people. And then he forces them to use to sort of beat them up and things. Mm. Uh, and you sort of get through that. And, and he's like, hey, here's a map for the open yeah. world of course and and then you're pretty much into the game proper right where you can just sort of go off and do your own thing or do mm. whatever but there is a sort of a great big checkpoint hey come over this way and go to this to complete your mission yeah so did, did you sort of did you do that or did you start messing around in this open world I, I just did the missions because I wanted to kind of get a, a okay. feel of the okay. other systems and stuff so I went straight to um, my my uh, my safe house is where we're heading. I did yep. steal a car, so I did um, steal a car and um, do a bit of driving. And Rebel. the driving controls um, can only be described as their present <laughs> they're, serviceable. They're not quite, yeah, they're not no. quite as good as others. No, <laughs> that there's there's a lot of the controls in this game are not great. Like they 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 yeah. work, yeah. they work, and I quite like some of the nuance on the fighting mechanics. But it it. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said here, for, um, and I think I don't really touch on it on my on my um, wrap up. I don't think, but yeah, the, actually I do. Uh, but the, the the there's a there's a a level of someone at EA going, you've got to make it like GTA, yeah, and them going, but we don't really need this thing in here, and like, no, you've got to make it like GTA, and I think some of that stuff that's been implemented is slightly begrudging. Um, yeah. And so it doesn't quite work amazingly well, but the stuff where it kind of goes out on its own, which we'll get to in a second, works a lot better. So I went off and, and got to my safe house. Yeah. 
I kind of feel like um, that maybe this game would have benefited from it sort of being more microcosmic than than macro. Mm. So yeah. rather than having a great big open world like it has that you can access everything at all at once, maybe sort of having smaller hubs, a bit like um, what was the second Deus Ex uh, one of the reboots? There was Human Revolution and something else, I think. So so the second one of those, it kind of just gave you these like city hubs that you could just basically mm. play around. And they were kind of a couple of blocks wide and stuff, but they were so detailed. And I think because this is really more about talking to people and intimidating people and mm. all that kind of stuff. And it's not it's not really about car chases and stealing, you know, cars and, and driving around and killing the cops and all that kind of stuff. Mm. That's not really the Godfather-y no. type things that I sort of think about. So, so, yeah, maybe if it was hemmed in a bit, it would have been... Um, a bit nicer, perhaps. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So go on, then you go to the safe house, and uh, what happened? What happened in oh, there? You, you save out, and, you know, uh, it's you know you learn how to save the game and, and all yeah. the rest of that sort of thing. So this is going to be serve as your hub sort of thing. Get a few mm-hmm. tutorials about stuff. Um, so then it kind of cuts to the next day, and uh, your man, your man Brassy, was that his name? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, Brassy. Luca Brassy, yeah. Luca Six Brassy. Seeds of the fishies. Um, he he's waiting for you downstairs, and you get into your first. He's got a job for you. He's like, I'm going to look after you. The Godfather's looking after you, but you got to do a few things for us. So, yeah. Um, he the your first job is you have to go into a I believe it's a butcher's a butcher's shop, and yes. um, in basically the owner owes you money, um, and you've got to basically you know request the money. And he's like, look, request it. You need to shake him down for it. You can get a bit violent, but obviously don't don't like. You know, don't beat him up too badly. <laughs> so you, you know, he's not paying his money. We got to get him. So you go in there, and then they get this sort of extortion, sort of um, mechanic comes in, which yeah. is essentially you talk you talk to him, and he's like, "No, I already, I'm not going to pay you the money. I'm paying someone else for the money." And then you can kind of get more and more violent with your with what you're saying. And then if that's not working, you start breaking stuff in the shop. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> and there's like an extortion meter and stuff, right? yeah. which is slowly yeah. creeping up. Yeah. So you can kind of hit him a bit, but the idea is that you, you know, you don't want to, you don't want the guy unconscious. So you can kind of slap him around a bit. It sounds really bad, but it's, this is how it works. <laughs> slap him around a bit, you know, in like in real hey. life. Yeah. Um, and start smashing yeah. stuff up in his shop. And then eventually he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay. And then gives you the money. I thought yeah. this was really cool. Yeah, I I did as well. It's um, it's it's funny, and I, I'm not really sure which way to go on this because mm. so so I think one of my problems with this game is that so much of the mechanics are sort of just laid bare at your feet, and it's yeah. all based on um, meters and things like that. You know, like hey, smash a box to get one more piece point in the meter, and then that tips over, and then you can start yeah. to extort this person properly and things like that. And it just it all feels a little bit too. If I said Ubisoft open world, yeah. <laughs> would that make sense? It is. It's all just a little bit sort of mechanical. Like go here, do this. You know, break five vases, get the reward. Um, that kind of thing. And, yeah. And I feel like the opposite end of the spectrum is something like a Red Dead Two, where they they I think they deliberately hide a lot of stuff behind. Um, you know, the scenery and things, and and it's more about you sort of using your intuition. And, and trying to sort of see 
you know, when you think someone might have had enough of you waving your gun in their face to change their mind and things. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously that is the... But then again, that game came out two years ago, whereas this one came out 15 and years ago. It, it's completely yeah. unfair to try yeah. and, you know, um, equate the two because one of them had a billion, billion dollars worth of development. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I the think... other is Red Dead Redemption 2, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think the start, the, you know, that, that's this sort of stuff where they're trying to do something a little different and something non-GTA. I think that's when the game is really kind of going for it yes. and like yes on a technical you know from a very dry technical way yes you, you have to break x amount of boxes and then suddenly you will say yes but actually the way that the dialogue works and the way that kind of you smash something and he'll say something else and it feels interactive and it feels um it feels like it's a narrative um in a way that i think works for the game yeah yeah, 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 and that's why I sort of have a few problems trying to judge it, really, because I think mm. I think the reason why I'm not totally into it is because it's not the my preferred system. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad system or anything. It's just yeah. not my preference, right? Like I'm I'm sort of way more into the kind of um, like the Skyrim sort of way of, of of telling stories and and doing mechanics and things like that, where it's a bit mm. more sort of free form and things. Yeah. Whereas this is all very sort of mechanical, but by design, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, and um, it all works. Yeah, pretty well yeah. actually. There's some nice sort of things. So you sort of find out that this guy has got like an illegal back room yeah. as well. That you yeah. sort of go in there and then you start to take over that stuff. Yeah, you can um, you can pay off the guy upstairs and say, look, I, you know, I'm interested. It's like it's a casino. Which um, yeah. Hey, I, I wish my local butcher had a casino above it, um, but it doesn't. <laughs> maybe uh, if it was <laughs> London back in the 1940s, John. Oh, exactly. Butchers maybe teeming with casinos. Oh, um, but you got there and you're like, hey, this is a good racket. Can I buy it off you? And the guy's like, sure. I've been wanting to get out for ages. Um, Fifty dollars <laughs> or whatever it is, and you give yeah. him some money, and then but then it's like, well, now I own this sort of this sort of you know backroom casino. I'm starting yeah. to get some income from it. And you can see how the sort of, you know, that sort of stuff builds, which I think is actually a mechanic they had in Vice City where you could go and buy like oh, properties really? and stuff. I can't okay. remember. Um, we've done an episode on it, but it was a while yeah. back. Unfortunately, yeah. I've only ever played about half an hour of Vice City for, <laughs> for the podcast. So oh. I'm not really that au okay with it. Um, see, I did the opposite thing to you, buddy. I treated this like a GTA game. And when mm. I sort of, I, I ignored the checkpoints for the first like good 20 minutes of, of gameplay okay. and just started running around trying, sort of kicking the wheels, if you will, kicking yeah. the tires of this game. So, um, so I sort of, uh, started beating up a few civilians. One of the things I did notice actually is that you can talk to pretty much anyone in the game, which yeah. is sort of odd. And it, and it mostly does that, that kind of, uh, video game thing of they just feed you a line. And then go about their business. Mm, um, but yeah. then you can keep on bothering them. And they're like, oh, hey, leave me alone. Things like this, right? Which is, it just sort of adds a bit more flavor to the, the, the world, I suppose. Um, and then, of course, after a couple of, uh, you know, naughty, naughty punch ups, the police kind of turn up and they yeah. try and arrest me. And so I beat up this cop and, and murdered him. Um, one thing led to another. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it didn't didn't make me feel good inside Jono but no, um but I, I did not. get the I got the gun from the police officer and then we sort of got into a gunfight and things um the shooting system did you get to do any shooting no um I think uh just as I was finishing my time it was about throwing me into a shooting okay. tutorial and I was a bit like oh, I have to go and do something so once once again, <laughs> I've got to go and work now do my real yeah. job <laughs> yeah. yeah so once again it tries to do something different where like um, the longer you stay still I think the, the cursor sort of starts as quite a wide circle and then it closes in sort of slightly and things when you're sort of staying still and so 
it's just a little bit different once again, which I, yeah. you know, I kind of appreciate. It's kind of cool. Um, I found a black market guy as well. He's selling some dynamite just around one of the corners. Um, and, he, and, you know, you can just sort of lob it and it blows up cars and, and whatnot. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's, that's sort of why I mentioned the Ubisoft thing and, and the, yeah. and showing the sort of mechanics because it is all a bit sort of go here, do this, paint by numbers type thing. Um, mm. but, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's a fairly, that's a, that's a fairly sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Standard way of doing open worlds, I suppose. Yeah, especially at this time. Um, you know, they didn't have a huge amount well, of yeah, exactly, thing, yeah. know, ways to go on. Um, so they went with the GTA model. I mean, actually, like, so I went more of a, with the more narrative approach. And, like, the next and last thing I did was um, they were like, you know, you go and see these two guys in a bar and you go meet them and they kind of give you, they give you some S. They they bust your Bs. Oh, um, no. um, but then they're like, the guys are like, um, you know, um, my daughter got, like, jumped by these two, like, kids and she was in hospital so we're gonna go and teach them a lesson and you kind of go around and sit, you chase them down so you so you go you kind of sneak up on them yeah with your little crouch button and then you chase yeah. them down and then you kind of have that thing where you're beating on the guy and then you you pick him up and you're sort of talking to him and then you hit him a couple more times so it looked very gangstery and then he then you there's a cut scene where you essentially throw him into an you get him to dig a grave and then you throw him into it and they're like you know oh next God. time you do something like this this will be your grave sort of thing Jesus. but all very all very, very gangster yeah all very gangster stuff you know yeah. um do you know what actually speaking of all that kind of stuff little sidebar yeah. I, yeah. I was watching um what's the de niro one recently with the age stuff going on the oh the 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 uh the the the, the irishman the Irishman, yeah. So I saw that um, when it came out on Netflix. Mm. I I don't really know. Maybe it's because I'm a bit older these days and things. So back in my 20s, I would have been like, hey, violence in videos, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I'm threatening people with graves and things like that. And oh, it's De Niro beating up people on screen and oh, they're doing <laughs> terrible things. And, and I sort of watched The Irishman and I was a bit just like, these are bad people doing really yeah. bad things. I'm finding it hard to root for them. And I sort of have that a bit now when I'm when I'm sort of playing games as um as as a quote unquote bad guy because this guy is essentially a bad guy, right? Oh, you he's, are a bad guy, yeah. Yeah, you're. It's not like a you're, you know, you're not some sort of anti-hero. You're just a bad guy who's mm. going against the law, beating up police officers and stuff. And I kind of don't. It doesn't sit that well with me these days. I don't know about you. If you if you sort of have similar kind of feelings or anything, or is it just is it just me? I think from a, um, if I'm watching a film, I definitely mm. kind of, uh, going more that way. Um, when I'm watching, when I'm playing a game, um, I think if I, pl- with this, I was looking, because I'm playing this at, for this podcast, I was looking at it in a more an analytical way of like, ah, oh, this is how this works. This is, I quite sure, enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, the, it depends where the story went. If the story is the one of redemption of taking this guy and like you know he gets pulled into the life he tries to get out, if that's the plot, I think mm-hmm. I would have got into that. If it's just this mm-hmm. guy who's just a bad person doing bad things, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, well the whole point of the Godfather is 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 that is this guy, this good person, um, being pulled into his the family business and you know. And becoming a bad person as a result of that. Exactly, right? you know, yeah. it's a, it, the corruption of Michael Corleone is 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 the yeah. game is the film. Sorry, um, so and that's a super interesting. Um, that's it's a really interesting arc for a film. And you know, if this is a good bad person who slowly kind of sees what is happening and decides to go the other way, that could be a really interesting thing for a game. I don't know because I've not got far enough into it. What I do know is the bit I've played is very very true 
to a Godfather film sort of story. Like the mechanics and stuff is very kind of cleverly integrated into that world. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder how much um, developers would have sort of thought along those kind mm. of lines, or if it's more just discussions about gameplay and things. Because I think these days, um, you know, we're, we're 15 years on from when this game came out, and, and there's a much broader conversation about everything in video games. So, yes. so you know, everything seems to get scrutinised and put under the microscope and... and it just seems like there's a, there's a bigger conversation about it all, but but I'm trying to remember. Sort of back in those days, was it was it as big a thing? I maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just like, hey, I'm being a gangster, and that's cool. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much how GTA flourished. The the yeah, original exactly. ones, anyway. It wasn't yeah. until sort of four and five where where you really started to to turn the narrative on its head and things. Um. Anyway, well, so it sounds like we're both towards the end of our playthroughs. Was there much else? Yeah. No, that was kind of the end of my playthrough. Okay. Um, I got a question here, actually. Final question for you. And it's about um, licensing versus the original properties and things like that. And and how you sort of feel about game license, uh, film license being transposed to games and things. And do you think they sort of hold back? So, So with this, do you think it's a good fit i suppose the godfather is as a license is a good fit for a video game do you think uh ea sort of did right by it essentially like um yeah i think so i think um you know if you're going to do a gangster game and yeah. you know you you look look they're trying to go against gta that's what that's what ea are going for here i don't yeah. think there's any pretensions about it and, and you know those are gangster games those are films that follow gangsters and so you know, EA have done the very um, EA thing, which they throw money at a license, and they've gone, "Yeah, it's GTA, but with a property that you know." And <laughs> you know, I imagine that they had a whiteboard with the words yeah. "Goodfellas" and "The Godfather" written on it, and sure, they were yeah, like, yeah. "Whichever one gives us the license, we'll go for that." <laughs> which, which, what? And then, and then underneath that, you got like, uh, "What do you? What do they do in those films?" Okay, there's, there's extorting businesses so we'll make mm. sure there's a mini game to do with that there's yeah. you know <laughs> all this kind of stuff yeah, yeah so, so I, I think i think they've they've done they've done a really like interesting job with this um i'll get into more to my wrap up but yeah, yeah I think, of course i think it's, it's it's very um it's very respectful of the license whilst also trying to be its own thing which i think is cool what can you think of any good examples where a film license has been transposed into a game that you've really really loved um, wow, that's a good question. I'm sure there I should are have loads. asked you this before. Shouldn't yeah, I? yeah, I could have thought of some. Um, yeah, uh, I think I'm, you made uh, uh, Ghostbusters. No, not really. Uh, Predator. No. Aliens. <laughs> no. I've not played Alien um, Isolation. Apparently, that's really good. Oh, Alien. Yeah, Alien Isolation is pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's 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 a probably good example. Yeah. Um, hey, at Keep Playing Pod. If you would mm. like to tell us about your favourite uh, film to game conversion, or vice yeah. versa, actually, oh, uh, Goldeneye, probably. Oh yeah, go- yeah, of course, Goldeneye is the winner, right? Yeah, it's got. Yeah, be. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are loads that I just can't think of. the the uh, The King Kong game actually is really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah really I don't know good. if we've covered it on the podcast yet, but um, yeah, which yeah, that's, that's a good one for later on. It is, and that's very much the opposite of this game, where they do yeah. hide all the systems behind just basically what you're seeing on screen. So the point is, yeah. I think this is right, where there's no UI particularly. No, there is no UI. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. And I remember I, I was that was my first ever trip to E3 when I got to see uh, that um, game, and it was behind closed doors and stuff. And they oh, nice. few people in. It's one of those things where they're sort of like, right, no one, no one, get your phones out. We don't want any recording or anything like that. Even mm. though I don't, I was, maybe it's get your cameras out because I don't think mobile phones had cameras on at the 
time. <laughs> and um, and yeah, they showed showed off uh, King Kong uh, the game thing, and oh, nice. because it was on the 360, it just looked insane. I remember coming yeah. out of that just going like, "Wow." Games are going to be absolutely amazing on this new platform. Um, uh, anyway, well, Riddick, uh, Riddick, um, Return to Butcher Bay is Riddick, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, sorry, yeah. anyway, yes, yep. And to be fair, yeah, good, two good films as well. <laughs> uh, well, hey, buddy, The Godfather, mm. the video game. Um, yeah, I suppose there's only one question left to ask, and that is, did you want to keep playing? Um, cinematic from the moment you boot the game feels premium from the animation to the voice acting to the way the story takes an original character and weaves him in and out of the film the actual gameplay does feel serviceable (laughs) with combat (laughs) driving and shooting being fairly basic but the non-GTA functions that really shine the intimidation and racketeering are great fun and add a cool twist to the formula all in all this is gangster GTA light it has enough going on to make me curious on how it all plays out. I will keep playing. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. And did you have a score, good sir? Um, I've given it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Very nice. Yeah, I was really enjoying yeah. it. I thought it just felt premium. I loved the animation. I thought the story was cool. I love this. I like the systems. It was enough mm-hmm. to keep, keep going on there. Um, anyway, what about you? Well, I too have prepared a little something. It gets like this. Go for it. EA at its most experimental, Jono. Hmm. While it would have been easy to totally rip off GTA, I have to applaud them for trying out lots of new controls and system uh, systems. The concept of the fighting is pretty cool and allows for more emotion in combat, even if it's not the most accurate experience. Extorting businesses is different and, and really true to the license. I think where this game falls down is in its mechanical nature. Uh, go here to start a mission, press space bar to extort a business is literally something that popped up on my screen, actually. <laughs> um, the veneer is too thin and I can see the underlying cogs moving about. And an emotional story game uh, like this might have been better served as a tighter, interactive, funneled experience, like a Call of Duty campaign or, or mm. the new God of War or something like that. However, actually, having having reread that, what I've just written and given it a few days, I, I don't know if it was, because I actually think this is a pretty pretty darn good interpretation of it. Um, mm. I'm also not super into the license, which kind of stopped me a bit from really immersing myself. Um, mm. Having said that, I had fun, and I'm kind of interested to see where the story goes. So yes, I would just about keep playing. Okay, um, nice. and I, I gave this one a seven out of ten as well, buddy. Ooh. I think, um, yeah, even though it's it's one of those games, it's definitely not for me. Um, I think there's probably a good reason why I've not really played it before, even though I got a free copy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's, it's it's I can still sort of see the goodness there, the decent. Nice. Yeah, so that is... Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. Four. 14 out of 20, which... Nice. Uh, where's that place it in the, in the all-time list? Do you, want me to, do you want me to do a reader of our leaderboard? Sure. Uh, I'll it. go from bottom to top. So very yeah. bottom, Mortal Kombat 3, oh dear, Ooh. 7.5. Up one step, Robocop, 9.5. Uh, up another one, Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, Melee, 11 <laughs> out of 20. Ooh. Alone in the Dark is just above that. Hey, coming up, one place extra. I feel like a radio <laughs> DJ. It's Harvest Moon. Uh, and then in the number three spot, we've got The Godfather, buddy. Ooh. Uh, 
Um, there you go. Uh, the only two games that are beating it out are Contra 3, uh, a staggering 18, and Hollow Knight at 18.5. So, um, so hey, not a, uh, not a bad showing, my boy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you um, for the Caged In pod- uh, podcast for, um, for that suggestion. Um, I really enjoyed it, so thank you. Yes, and thank you for your podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for another week. Certainly is, buddy. <laughs> Join us again next time. We'll put another classic game through its paces. In the meantime, if you have any game suggestions for future episodes, or if you want to get in touch, you can contact us across all social media on at Keep Playing Pods. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from, so hit them subscribe buttons as it really helps us get noticed. Also, it'll be amazing if you could leave us a rating and review. Yeah, hey, that's what? me to pop in, isn't that really? Yeah. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing next time? What are we doing next time? I got no idea, actually. What are yeah. we doing next time? Hang on, let's... I'm uh... looking, through the, looking through the list. Um, oh, are you? Okay, what have we got? Yeah. What have we got? Um, let's get... Um, there is a couple from... Um, uh, 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 someone's asked us to do Cave Story, Blast Corpse, or Kirby's Dream Course. Any of those, um, any of those ring your bell? I know Blast Corpse on the N64. Um, mm. That's pretty re- pretty old and retro. Could be quite good fun. Yeah, let's do that. So, um, okay. And sorry if I murdered your name here. Ma- Mercurio Lopez. Mercurio Lopez. Lopez. Jennifer yeah. Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. sorry about it if I mispronounced your name. I do apologize. I am a very white English person. Um, so. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. yeah, apologies, apologies, apologies. Um yeah. So um yeah, so so we're doing Blast Corpse. So Blast Corpse next week. Um at Keep Playing Pod. If you've played Blast Corpse, if you haven't played Blast Corpse but always thought it looked cool, let us know. And hey, actually if you've uh, if you've played or worked on any of the games that we've uh, we've reviewed and rated so far this season, mm. then do get in touch with your inside stories and we'll be sure yes. to uh, to feature you a little bit. Um, nice. and hey buddy, Jono. Hey. Jono. Hey. This week, yes. you're going to do something nice. Oh, yeah. Why not take a leaf out of uh, your old pal Ben's book and uh, go and get yourself a COVID vaccine? Because I'm going this afternoon to go and oh. get mine. I yeah, hope you're planning my, on doing no, anything tomorrow. <laughs> well, this is the fun story. So I was, yeah. uh, I was meant to be getting it later this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got my text message and it was uh, meant to be the AstraZeneca one miles away over yeah. sort of more towards where you live in London. It was a good oh, 45 wow. minutes drive away for me. And then then the government got in touch and they said, hey, you're too young to be getting the AstraZeneca one. Don't worry about that. Just uh, just hold fire and, and we'll tell you when a different one comes up, mm. uh, like the um, Moderna one or something like this. Anyway, so yeah. so then I got rebooked in for an earlier time, which is this afternoon, and I'm going to get one of the other ones, which apparently the side effects hopefully aren't quite so bad. So maybe I'll be all right tomorrow. And it's cool. just at the road for me in the G Live, which is hey, just oh. a little walk away. That is that's that's right near where I used to live. That would have been handy. 
Exactly. So, hey, if you if you guys are uh, out there and you uh, you're wanting to to help out everybody, hey, just get yourself a little vaccine. I'm sure it'd be absolutely fine. Unless, of yeah. course, you've got cause not to. In which case, hey, don't listen to your old pal Ben. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna do two nice things oh, yeah. this week, tell tell a pal, Jono. Tell a pal. Tell a GD pal about this GD podcast that your GD listened to on your GD birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and also not on your birthday as we previously discussed exactly Anytime. yeah yeah one, one in one in three six five ain't no good um yeah. and yeah and uh and and hey as as john says get in touch with all the other yeah. stuff i've forgotten how we do the endings what, what, what comes until next? next time keep playing <laughs> keep playing <laughs>